When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2022 details. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3114. The Solitary Clone is episode 3 of season 2 of The Bad Batch and we've got our breakdown briefing episode for you here today. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So we're going to do this in our usual seven point takeaway style. We'll start off with the plot for this episode as our first takeaway. This is a full spoiler breakdown, by the way, just so we're clear (laughs) at the outset. So the gist is that there's this planet Desix in what used to be Separatist-controlled space, and an Imperial governor goes out to take control of the joint, but they want no part of it and end up taking the governor hostage and demanding that the Empire leave them alone. Of course, that's not going to work, so it turns out that Crosshair, under the command of Commander Cody, go out with a bunch of clones to try to get the governor back and, you know, whatever else happens, happens. Well, unfortunately, things go badly for just about everybody on that planet and it's kind of ultimately what you would expect. Now what was really interesting about this is that there's no appearance from the Bad Batch themselves. It's only Crosshair out of the original Bad Batch in this episode. So we have an interesting situation where the first two episodes showed us where the Bad Batch was after the events of Season 1, and now we get to see what Crosshair's deal is after the events of Season 1. So for our second takeaway, we'll talk about Crosshair's deal. He appears to be the solitary clone named in the title of this episode. I had a moment where I thought it might have been Cody just for, you know, a solitary moment he had in the episode. But no, we're pretty much talking about Crosshair here, who is in a bunk by himself. He does not have to share a room with any of his fellow soldiers. And he's shunned, apparently, by the regs. Like, nobody wants to be anywhere near him. He goes to sit down at a table where two regular clone troopers are sitting, and they get up and take their trays with them and move away from him. And then later, when he's in the commissary, he just sits at a table by himself because he knows that's what the deal is going to be. And we find out that he spent 32 rotations, as he puts it, so basically 32 days on that landing platform before he was finally rescued. So yeah, what did he go through (laughs) in those 32 days before he was rescued? Whatever it was, it required medical attention for him because as Vice Admiral Rampart calls him into the office for the first time to assign him a mission, he says, you're you know finally medically cleared to go on missions again. But he's not cleared to actually lead missions. He's only cleared to participate in them. But that doesn't necessarily understand why he is being shunned by his fellow clone troopers other than maybe just his generally salty personality is even saltier now that he's back amongst all the folks folks on Coruscant. Now, 
mentioned Commander Cody. Cody is our third takeaway subject here. So there's some discussion happening online about whether Cody was already thinking about going AWOL at the beginning of this episode when he saw Crosshair and whether he was perhaps thinking about taking Crosshair with him or thinking that it would be easier to disappear with a partner. I listened to this episode with the audio description on and I have to say that there's a contrast between the way the audio description is delivered at the beginning of the episode when he and Crosshair, Cody and Crosshair, are first conversing about this particular mission and whatnot versus the end of the episode where there are certain emotive things that are in the description attributed to Cody. And I'll explain those in just a second, but I want to fill something in first, just the fact that Cody repeats the good soldiers follow orders line from Order 66 to Crosshair before they go out on that mission. And then it's a bit of foreshadowing because, of course, Cody gets into a situation where he defies an order from Governor Groton to shoot Tawny Ames, the governor on Dessex, and Crosshair ultimately does the shooting. So in that moment, Cody is not a good soldier by that definition because he doesn't follow Groton's orders. And man, oh man, Groton turns out to be just as bad as... <laughs> anyone you saw on Ferrix and Andor demanding that the body of Tawny Ames be taken out and displayed publicly as a warning to anyone else and then ordering all sorts of people to be rounded up with the next group of stormtroopers coming in. So after all that goes down and they're you know, getting ready to go back to Coruscant, there's a moment where Crosshair walks by and there's no reaction, no acknowledgement between Cody and Crosshair and First, we have Cody being described as deep in thought and then looking with his eyes smoldering. That phrase, eyes smoldering, is in the audio description of the show. And then, of course, as he and Crosshair contemplate the memorial wall, he talks about how they're different from battle droids because they you know, get to make choices and they get to live with the choices that they've made or they have to live with them. And then we find out that Cody's gone AWOL from there. Personally, my take on this is that, you know, yeah, maybe Cody has been thinking about this, but I don't think he was ready to go AWOL before this mission. I think this mission was the metaphorical you know, straw that broke the camel's back in that situation. All right, for a fourth thing I want to talk about, how we are seeing another theme showing up across these first three episodes. And it has to do with the fact that the events of this story were set on a planet called Desix, which is the first time it's appeared in Star Wars storytelling. It is a previously Separatist-controlled planet and out from what we gather, pretty far in the reaches of what used to be Separatist space. It's not necessarily a you know thriving hub necessarily, but it's of strategic importance of some kind because the Empire is going there. But the thing I want to flag is the fact that here we have another episode where the Empire is specifically focused on taking over Separatist worlds and taking over the resources of those worlds. So this seems like it may continue to be you know, a theme that they pursue about what happens after the end of the war. And there's some interesting conversation about how you know, Tawny Ames had been a colleague of Mina Bonteri, so that name gets dropped. That character was a senator in the Clone Wars and a senator on the Separatist side who worked with Padme Alvadala to try to bring an end to the war, but then was assassinated. And there was a whole you know, foo and subterfuge and all that sort of thing. But Tawny Ames blames 
Supreme Chancellor Palpatine for that situation and believes that peace was never going to be an option. So we are seeing this separatist resistance and the separatist you know, aftermath of the Clone Wars in these episodes so far, and also getting little references to activities in the Clone Wars as well. Of course, we're also getting overt stuff <laughs> with the battle droids, and how fun is that to hear Matthew Wood voicing battle droids again. Also, Shelby Young, the voice of the tactical droid, Shelby Young is also one of our Princess Leia voices in various Star Wars media too. And while we're flagging voice actors, I'll also flag Tazia Valenza, who plays Tawny Ames in this episode. So Tazia was also the voice of Shock T in The Clone Wars and of Torodoza's mother in Star Wars Resistance. So fun to have her back in another Star Wars animated series. And since we're talking about the return of voice actors, I may as well say for our fifth point that we actually have another couple of name checks. We don't necessarily have any characters who have appeared in previous Star Wars storytelling showing up here, but there are two characters who are name-checked, Mina Bonteri being one who actually showed up in canon storytelling. The other clone commander who gets mentioned at the end of this episode, CT1226, has appeared in Star Wars media, but in Legends was part of a book by Jason Fry. It was called The Essential Guide to Warfare, and this particular clone trooper fought at the first battle of Geonosis, as in the battle that happened at the end of Attack of the Clones. So it was kind of interesting to see that little name check happen in there, although that trooper did not appear in the episode. It was just the person to whom Crosshair was being assigned at the end of the episode, now that Commander Cody has gone AWOL. And that leads me to my sixth point, which has to do with who he gets the news from. That's Vice Admiral Rampart, who delivers the news about Commander Cody going AWOL. And he also delivers it with a particularly interesting barb about how certain clones seem to go missing around Crosshair. So <laughs> what is that implication? Is the implication that Crosshair is actually helping other clone troopers escape out of the service of the Empire, or that he's secretly killing other clone troopers, or some combination thereof. I mean, I think with the word about the Bad Batch, it sounds like it's the former, that he may actually be helping clone troopers escape from the Empire's service. That could be the implication, and that could be the way for Rampart to set up a situation where he can have an excuse to kill Crosshair, who at this point is the only other known person who is aware the Bad Batch is still alive and kicking out in the galaxy somewhere. And as such, he's the only threat to Vice Admiral Rampart and his ambitions in that regard. So yeah, that's a big deal. And it would probably go over a little bit more noticeably if he got rid of Crosshair than say, for example, someone like Captain Wilco, unfortunately. So yeah, he probably has to be a little more careful with how he deals with Crosshair, but it does sound like he's kind of setting him up a little bit. And this is also going to contribute more toward Crosshair's isolation. I feel like they are creating a situation for us where we could consider the possibility that Crosshair himself might go AWOL by the end of this episode. Nobody wants anything to do with him within his existing army. He's just being shipped around like a, you know, sellsword to various other clone squads for missions and so forth. And none of these folks seem to have the same level of commitment that he does to the cause. So, you know, what else is there to fight for at this point for him? Just this, you know, meaningless idea 
of the empire. I mean, yeah, it's certainly, I guess, noble to want to commit yourself to an idea, although it's obviously a very bad <laughs> idea. But yeah, that commitment is going to get undermined if we continue on the path that has been laid out for us in the solitary clone. And the last thing I'll flag for you is just sort of a little fun fact thing. It's a throwback to those final episodes of The Clone Wars. If you'll recall when we saw Crosshair in Season 7 of The Clone Wars, one of the fancy tricks that he did with his rifle was to throw little mirror discs in a corridor and then shoot the mirrors from out of sight so that way he could you know, ricochet shots and kill droids and so forth without being anywhere in danger himself. And so we get to see that trick show up again in this episode too which was kind of fun to be reminded of that whole introduction to the Bad Batch back in season 7 of the Clone Wars. And that's what I've got for you today on this 7 Takeaway Breakdown of The Solitary Clone, which is Season 2, Episode 3 of The Bad Batch. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say, thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, but their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.